0: Forget whispering sweet nothings, the federal government was all tough talk and tough new measures today aimed at forcing protesters in Ottawa and blockading different border crossings to go home. For the first time since it was enacted in 1988 today, Ottawa invoked the Emergencies Act. It gives the federal government extraordinary yet temporary powers. The prime minister says there are no plans to call on the military, but the act will be used to protect critical infrastructure such as borders and airports. Here's Justin Trudeau. The
1: Emergencies Act will be used to strengthen and support law enforcement agencies at all levels across the country. This is about keeping Canadians safe, protecting people's jobs, and restoring confidence in our institutions. I want to be very clear. The scope of these measures will be time-limited, geographically targeted, as well as reasonable and proportionate to the threats they are meant to address.
0: Another tool in- introduced today sees Ottawa going after the sources of funding feeding the blockades and the protests. Crowdfunding platforms and payment service providers linked to them must now register with the Financial Transactions and Reports Analysis Centre of Canada, better known as Fintrack. Here's Deputy Prime Minister and Finance Minister Christia Freeland. If your truck
1: is being used in these illegal blockades... Your corporate accounts will be frozen. The insurance on your vehicle will be suspended. Send your semi-trailers
0: home. So upping the ante there. Protest leaders, though, reacted today by saying they will not leave. So this is indeed a big moment in our history. Let's rewind. The Emergencies Act was enacted in 1988 to replace the War Measures Act. A year earlier, then Minister of National Defence Perrin Beattie described the need for the new act this way.
1: Bill C-77, the Emergencies Act, will replace the Old War Measures Act. It includes safeguarded and appropriately limited powers to deal with four types of national emergencies. It ensures that the exceptional powers granted by Parliament will be no more than are needed for the specific emergency at hand. It will ensure a graduated response, and not an overwhelming one.
0: Well, Perrin Beatty is now the President and CEO of the Canadian Chamber of Commerce, and he joins me now. Thank you for your time. Thanks for having me. When you stood up in the House of Commons more than three decades ago now, did you ever anticipate a sort of under what circumstances the Act could be invoked? And does the current situation qualify? Certainly looked at the type of circumstances. And, and one of those was where there
1: would be a public order emergency that wasn't an insurrection across the country where the government was about to be toppled, but where local authorities didn't have the resources that they needed to ensure that, that the rule of law was maintained. Um, I won't second guess the, the government on this. The government of Ontario uh, has indicated their support for it. Uh, the federal government has come to the conclusion that it's necessary to add resources. Um, so they've decided to use it. The important thing is that the Emergencies Act is nuanced. It, it has a lot of protections built into it. It's time limited. Uh, it has to be reviewed by Parliament. The Charter of Rights and Freedoms applies, and so on. So it's very
0: different from the old War Measures Act that that preceded it in terms of what it does and doesn't do, because I know there's always a lot of misconceptions. We think back to 1970, we think back to the War Measures Act. Uh, and since this has never been used before, how, in which ways is it very different from what existed previously?
1: Well, f- first of all, as I mentioned, it's covered by the Charter of Rights and Freedoms. That didn't exist at the time of the October 70 crisis when the uh, War Measures Act was imposed. Um, Secondly, it can can be used in a much more nuanced way. Um, When the War Measures Act was imposed, it it suspended civil rights right across the country. And in Quebec, it was dealing with a situation that was limited to Quebec, but everybody's rights were involved. And in Quebec itself, you had people woken up in the middle of the night and swept off to jail without access to a lawyer. Um, this is not the case here. Uh, your basic civil liberties uh, are maintained with this, and the Charter of Rights and Freedoms applies. Um, you can be more nuanced in terms of the regions where, which are affected. And the government intends to refer to specific types of facilities or, or regions, unlike some sort of blanket provision that applies right across the country. So that's significant as well. It's time-limited, um, and it's reviewable by parliament. So in all of these areas, there are checks and balances that simply didn't exist in the case of uh, the old War Measures Act. The, the War Measures Act was, uh, was brought in in World War I. It was invoked then, and it was used again in World War II. The other time was, was the uh, October crisis in 1970. It was the nuclear option. It was the very last device that you would use. And it was so draconian that in emergencies that weren't as grave as an anticipated insurrection or wartime, that
0: that the government might not have the powers that were necessary to respond. Are you surprised that it took 35 some odd years for this to ever be used? I'm pleased that it took that long. I wish it were longer and and, uh, that
1: that the government didn't feel it was necessary to use it now, but it was important to have it on the books. And what I wanted to do, because the War Measures Act was the most important suspension of civil liberties in my lifetime, wanted to have legislation that we considered in a period of, of, of calm, where you weren't in a crisis, where you could look at what's the range of emergencies you might have to deal with. A, an example for, would be, for for example, an earthquake in the lower mainland of British Columbia, which would be limited in terms of the region, but uh, but very dangerous. And where it may be necessary to commandeer private property or to bring in special regulations, Um the War Measures Act just wouldn't have worked for something like that. Um, there's situations like this where, where provincial authorities or municipal authorities feel they don't have the resources that need to do the job, where it would be possible for the federal government to supplement that. Still, it should be a last resort. It should never be the first thing that, that, that is looked at. And it, sh- it should be limited in its use, and it should be used with, with extreme care. When you saw the announcement today of how it was going to be used, what stood out for you? Frankly, the most uh, significant element was what uh, Christian Freeland announced in terms of financial measures. First of all, uh, targeting uh, crowd-sharing programs that were bringing in money to to, uh, subsidize illegal activity. The second was that she said that for companies who had trucks involved, that their uh, corporate accounts could be frozen and and that they would lose their insurance on their on their trucks that's uh very significant and she's also saying that where people are involved in in uh, this that their accounts could be affected as well and the financial institutions would have the ability to suspend that and to report it to the authorities uh, these measures are are perhaps more significant than than other elements that were announced today
0: when we look back at, at when you first introduced this, this act, and we come forward 35 some odd years again, and, and we announce we're using it for the very first time, it sounds very dramatic that Canada's never used this before. And now they're going to invoke these powers to deal with what started off as protests, more or less. Uh, in terms of as a day for our country, do you think this is a, a good day or a bad day or neither? It's a sad period for our country. Uh, our international
1: reputation has been damaged. The, uh, our democratic institutions have been put into challenge by, by people who don't accept the rule of law. And uh, all of our rights and freedoms have been affected. And we've, we've suffered economic damage as well. It should never have come to this. And uh, there's plenty of opportunity after this is over to look at who's to blame and what could have been done differently but uh, it's, it's a sad day and it's unfortunate that we should come to the point where our government felt it was necessary to invoke the Emergencies Act. Let's hope that at this point, the people involved in, in the blockades wind it down, go home, go home peacefully, as people did ultimately from the Ambassador Bridge. That's what all of us hope at this point, and that, that we won't see more damage done or
0: somebody injured. Perrin Beattie, thank you so much for your time tonight. Thanks for having me.